Welcome to the NCLA podcast. I am your host, Rachel Mann, and today we're joined by Michael Herrera. He is a nationally recognized school leader and workforce development professional. Michael is also an award-winning CTE administrator, and he successfully served 18 years as a published CTE administrator in two states. And he's currently serving as the acting executive director at Upper Bucks County Technical School in the beautiful Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us today, Michael. Uh, thank you, Rachel. I'm glad to be here. Well, and Michael, we've we've had lots of conversations over the last few months about CTE, and I'd love for you to share with our listeners about yourself and what led you to the work that you're currently doing. Uh, thank you. I'd be happy to. Rachel, I grew up in the family where the trades, academics, arts, athletics were prioritized. My father, a cabinet maker, instilled a strong work ethic early in my siblings and me. At that time, my family did not prioritize vocational education. Uh, they believed that education or post-secondary uh, opportunities were the key. It's funny because on the back of my father's pickup truck are stickers of where me and my siblings attended, including Colgate, Rutgers, Kane, Seton Hall, and the College of St. Elizabeth, all accomplished and paid for through his work in the skills trades. Uh, early on, my focus was athletics. However, my athletic career was cut short during injuries, but one of my mentors in my yearbook wrote, education needs people like you. And he encouraged me to go into education and coaching. Uh, after graduation, I taught health and wellness and spent five years coaching varsity sports. I was very fortunate to obtain an assistant principal position at a career technical school in New Jersey. And that really lit my passion and I felt a strong purpose and it really changed my life. Uh, like most assistant principals, my focus was on school discipline. However, I began to see more benefit in focusing on program staff development. So as the time went by, uh, my role expanded to become the director of career technical education. And it was in that role that I provided district level leadership in the development and supervision of CTE program. Uh, my former superintendent was a mentor and described me as honest, optimistic, and passionate about CTE. And these traits have helped me become an effective leader since they helped me forge positive relationships both inside and outside of my school communities. At that time, I wanted to continue to focus on uh, educational pathways. Starting off in the career tech school, most of the faculty and staff were a lot older than me. So I had to rely on my strong work ethic and simple work hard, stay there long and give 110%. At the same time, Going into the post-secondary areas, I received a master's degree from Seton Hall and doctorate from the College of St. Elizabeth, but my, uh, my thought process changed. So I became more of a systems thinker and servant leadership when it came to career tech. As a matter of fact, my dissertation topic was content area literacy in a CTE setting. I chose that because I wanted to go outside of my comfort zone. I believe in the academic integration of helping students learn through hands-on applied knowledge in, in these programs. 
Uh, in working with Max teaching Todd Luke, we created a wonderful cohort and our students were successful. There was increased reading levels and interest in reading, which is a key for us. So the reason why I wanted to bring that background knowledge up is the times have changed because of the critical skills gap that we have, which is being widened by COVID-19. Student loans are a big issue because uh, college post-secondary success is no longer key ticket for our students. We know that there's a, there's a decreased number of students enrolling and the percentage of students completing college degrees is uh, still uh, around 60%. So traditionally, schools have sorted and selected students based on their innate intellectual abilities in the United States. We know that college preparation programs were prioritized, failing to provide for the needs of those students not college-bound. Gene Bottoms from SREB commented regarding this. He cautioned that academic educators view career and technical education as a way to teach occupational skills to students who could not succeed in academic courses. And that was the uh, philosophy. However, over the last 20 years, an alternate model has emerged. Uh, we've gone from vocational education to our career technical education. So there's not a either or approach. Students now have the ability to take industry recognized certifications that are linked to the labor market. The statistics are that half or close to half of all good jobs in America are held by people who do not have a bachelor's degree. So for our students to earn those industry-recognized certification, have the opportunity to take post-secondary classes while still in high school, um, puts them in an excellent position uh, to become successful. Uh, recently, I've become involved with the National Career Development Association uh, with career counseling, seeing the need and benefit of providing students with opportunities to make informed decisions, uh, whether they're going to a career technical school or college, it's very important that it's linked to a career. So I believe that there's still a lot of work uh, to be done in this area, and I think rather than starting traditionally in, in ninth grade, that these uh, systems can be started in, in middle school. And this will also help us attract um, students who are non-traditional, who does not have a family member in these trades, but definitely have the interest and aptitude to be successful. So what do you consider your top accomplishments and contributions to the field? I think my knowledge of CTE curriculum and program development, uh, we are ranked in the top technical schools in Pennsylvania as measured in student achievement based on our uh, NACTI or end of competency profession, uh, proficiency assessments. Very proud to state that one of our students last year was named Pennsylvania's first United States pre presidential scholar 
one of the highest awards um, the nation can bestow. My Perkins Five and Continuous Improvement article uh, co-written by Todd Luke was featured in the March 2020 ACTE Technique magazine under Data and Program Improvement and was selected as a best practice by NACTI. The Pennsylvania Association of Career Tech Administrators named a couple of my initiatives as best practices, and they include collaborating with the local workforce development board to create improved workforce and economic conditions, feed our future food truck, careers for construction alliance apprenticeship program, and our multidisciplinary hydroponics project. Um, a second area is in my participation in the Association for Career Tech Ed National Leadership Program. I'm very lucky and fortunate to have you as a mentor, thoroughly enjoying my experience of learning from my colleagues throughout the country. Career technical education has given a lot to me, and I hope to give just as much back to others. The uh, development of a safe, secure learning environment for our students. I was fortunate enough, enough to have the opportunity to testify before the 109th Congress on my cyberbullying expertise. Uh, we've created an alliance with OSHA to ensure all of our programs are safe and secure. In the past, we've relied on our occupational advisory committees to check our equipment and our safety protocols. Unfortunately, often that happened while students were not in session and at night. So our partnership with OSHA um, allows us to work with them and the students, and we do um, two safety tours. We've been doing that for six years. Very, very successful. And not only are we teaching our students to the highest standards of safety, but we're also um, working with our occupational advisory committees too to offer opportunities for them to, to see best practices. Our students feel very safe and supported in our school. I was lucky to have been selected by Campus Safety Magazine um, in their Director of the Year finalist for uh, creating these safe and secure learning environments. We have an excellent relationship with um, Benminster Township Police. Um, we're very proactive. Uh, they're in our building, meaning the police, um, constantly. We have great relationships with them, which I believe is very, very important. And lastly, our school-to-work placements. Uh, during my tenure, we've quadrupled the number of students who are going out on our cooperative education program. During COVID, one of the challenges was placing students in these opportunities and creating a safety plan for them. So what we've done is we've invited the parents to meet with the companies, including the mentors, and that has become a best practice. Uh, so that becomes our signing day. And we tweet, we um, put in our newsletters, we promote the accomplishments of our students, which is the end, one of our end goals is getting them successfully placed in employment opportunities. 
And I had the opportunity to present that at the Integrated Learning Conference as a best practice. Well, thank you, Michael, for sharing this. It's very impressive to hear the work that you're doing and especially the impact that it's having on the young people in our CT programs, which brings me to, can you talk about the Upper Bucks County Technical School and what your personal goals are for the school and, along with the priorities that have been developed as a, as a staff and for the campus? Yes, absolutely. We have an amazing faculty and staff, very talented student body, very supportive business and industry partners, over 200 that come in and advise us on our programs, our technology, and a very supportive joint operating committee and sending school partners. We meet the needs of students, faculty, local business and industry in the community. As you know, Rachel, as career and technical educators, we fall under both the education and workforce development auspices. Um, we certainly have a lot to be proud of at our school. Uh, next year, our enrollment is at capacity with a waiting list of over 100 students. Our students score exceptionally well on our NACTI and standardized tests and leave with multiple industry-recognized certifications. As a matter of fact, I'm proud to state that this year, all of our seniors are leaving with at least one industry-recognized um, certification. Our students are both college and career ready. We have multiple articulation agreements and close partnerships with our uh, Bucks County Community College and universities such as Delaware Valley. We have a robust school to work program placing over 85 students in jobs. This occurred even during the pandemic. And our students continue to perform, our students continue to perform well at the district, state, and national competitions. We have a state gold medalist winner in automotive refinishing technology, uh, Julia Kemmerer, who we're very proud of and she will be representing our school at the national competition in Atlanta, Georgia. We do an amazing job of supporting students where 40% of our students have an IEP. And uh, we're very proud of uh, their accomplishments and their success. So our priorities for next year are going to continue to ensure all students are college and career ready. We're going to continue to increase rigor and relevance in our programs. Uh, we're going to focus on student achievement, innovation, and improved programming. So as CTE professionals, we are entrepreneurial. We're innovators. Uh, we have zero students that have to attend our school because of their zip code, but we have um, in our case, over 907 students who choose to attend to us. So along with that, we have to continue to uh, with brand and reputation. Um, and that includes uh, using social media such as Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, parent newsletters, uh, communities newsletters. So we're no longer the best kept secret. Uh, working with the Association for Career Tech Ed, uh, we, I know that's one of our priorities. And then finally, school culture and climate along with customer service. We have a number of production programs. We have um, our cosmetology, baking, culinary, 
Our small engine technology um, provides services to the community, wow, which is amazing. Uh, one of my favorite career and technical education quotes is, we not only prepare students for the real world, but we provide those experiences while they're still in school. You are definitely making an impact and it's impressive how many students, how how large that reaches. And it's also nice to hear the focus on customer service and social media. Those are areas that are sometimes neglected in our education systems within CTE. And it really truly is important to, to see the customer aspect and to continue to grow by acknowledging the importance of making CTE visible, but also providing the best service. Now, you mentioned some innovative work that's happening. Can you talk to talk some more about the innovative programs that are being implemented? Okay, one of the programs that we're very excited about is to partner with CAST, who are the originators of Universal Design for Learning, with an emphasis on career technical education. So we're working with um, Amanda Bastoni. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, we wanna support our special populations. With close to 40% of students with IEP, we wanna do everything we can to ensure their success. So our plan for next year is to do a kickoff and keynote for not only our staff, but our sending school, case managers, special ed supervisors, and directors. And that's going to be entitled, What is UDL and what, Why Does It Matter in CTE? Uh, Rachel, as you know, in Career Tech Ed, authentic, hands-on learning, uh, relevant programming, authentic, meaningful assessments are all built in. So we believe that this is a natural fit. Uh, during the next year, um, working with um, our very talented staff, um, Karen Free, who is one of our special ed specialists, and I will put together a UDL leadership team where we're going to have a series of se seven sessions where we're going to create micro-credentials for our staff and that'll be um, engagement, representation, working with special populations, including non-traditional students, and a work-based learning perspective. Uh, Perkins 5 really highlights continuous improvement, but the focus is no longer on placing students in our school until they graduate, but putting more of an emphasis on getting our students prepared and giving them those work-based opportunities. So one of the areas that we're going to focus on is working with our local businesses and creating a video and a plan for them on how to work with high school students, especially those students with special needs. Uh, so really super excited about that. And then at the end, we want to make sure that we have a sustainability plan because we know far too often educators believe this is a one and done, here we go again. And uh, so we don't want that to happen. And again, we want this to become part of our culture and that continuous improvement model. Working with John Foster, who's the president of NACTI, we believe that these um, 
micro credentials. We're looking to uh, partner with them to expand and scale up uh, so that other schools may benefit. One other area that I'm excited to partner with Amanda on is the CTE folio. And that's an electronic uh, portfolio that allows students to document their success on our performance standards. So we've been in discussion with Penn State University and Pennsylvania Department of Education to put our task list into this program and allow students to document uh, their success uh, in this forum, in the vehicle. So when they go onto the job site, um, they'll be able to document their success. Another be best practice in Pennsylvania is Act 158. Pennsylvania requires students to obtain proficiency in Algebra One, Literature, and Biology in order to graduate. Act 158 provides an alternative pathway for students meeting graduation requirements um, if they're enrolled in a career technical education program and classified as concentrators. So we know that a concentrator is a student who participates in two years worth of programming. So our belief and our confidence in students being successful in this alternate pathways falls within three areas. Uh, the first area is industry-based competency certification. I previously mentioned 100% of our seniors who obtained this certification prior to graduation. The second area is a high likelihood of success on an improved industry-based competency assessment, such as the NOCTI. So working with Todd Loop, implementing our NOCTI continuous improvement plan for the last three years, we continue to see improved growth in these areas. We test students in their senior year, and um, if they score competent or advanced, uh, we believe that this meets the definition. And uh, moving forward next year, we're planning to test students each year they're enrolled in our program to use that as a guide and as a, a curriculum audit. And finally, the last area is the readiness for continued meaningful improvement. This language is um, a little vague, but we believe that means that our students will be employed in a job related to their program of study, uh, will continue their education or training, enter the military, or uh, met proficiency on all competencies aligned to their career objective as identified by their IEP team. But we're also looking to explore the possibility on the um, overall task completion on our program of study. And you know, Michael, we've had conversations in the past about our views on education and CTE. And I would love for you to share with our audience, with our members, what your vision is for the future of CTE. We're in a um, wonderful place where we're building upon the passion, knowledge, and experience of um, the vocational educators who've come before us, 
who saw the value and the benefit of creating programs linked to uh, career models. Um, as a matter of fact, um, I recently met with Dr. James Diamond, who began the ag program at Upper Bucks County Technical School in 1957, I believe it was in December. And his interest, passion, vision to create a um, important program that's linked to students' interest, aptitude, that provides them an opportunity to um, be very successful in jobs and in life, uh, we want to continue that rich tradition. Um, he's gone on to be very, very successful uh, touring the world, uh, going on to become the dean and uh, uh, meeting Dr. Diamond. And many of our students um, are also um, have been very successful. So I feel that um, I have to carry that torch and continue to highlight the benefits of uh, career technical education to make those career opportunities available to all students. Another major shift which we're seeing is skills first. So no longer is the college degree that ticket to success, but rather documented competency-based skills, which is uh, directly aligned with uh, career technical education. So again, taking that rich storied tradition, bringing it forward to a, a very, very bright future. I'm going to transition now to the um, economic development and the workforce. Many companies are coming in, um, especially I've noticed since COVID, they're providing uh, wonderful opportunities. Our students are earning up to $27 an hour in co-op. They're really investing in our programs. So our mission will be to prepare and equip all students with the necessary academic, technical, and employee Sorry, our mission is to prepare and equip all students with the necessary academic, technical, and employability skills for employment and life-sustaining wages, if, if that helps. Oh, absolutely. And that, that focus is so important for what we're doing. And it really is what career and technical education is about and where we need to be in order to really equip students for that future. Well, Michael, is there anything else that you would like to share with our members and the folks listening in? Well, there's two things. Thank you, Rachel. One of the uh, most important areas or challenges that we're going to face is going to be the recruitment and retainment of qualified career and technical education instructors. So working both at the local, state, and national level, it's very important that we're able to um, recruit, attract, and retain qualified instructors to meet the needs and to continue the success of our programs. I believe that we're at a critical stage and that we have to, again, value their work, their effort. Many of these instructors um, are leaving business and industry because they care and they want to help the next generation of workers. 
We do know that it takes a significant amount of training, um, teaching them how to become successful instructors. Um, and some of the challenges that they face um, throughout the country of uh, returning back to take college coursework in addition to their full-time load. So I think that's a major area that we have to come together and come up with a solution. One of the areas that we looked at that's um, another area of focus is apprenticeship. So um, can we develop an apprenticeship program for uh, CTE teachers? Uh, Dr. Dwight, three persons in New Jersey, shared with me a model program that he put together in New York City that worked, that provided a nice balance between in industry experience and post-secondary participation. And I think that's one of the areas that we need to build upon. Well, Michael, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And wow, we have covered a ton in our short time together. So thank you so much for sharing your best practices and your wisdom. For the folks listening in, thank you for your membership. It's because of your support that we're able to offer great content like this. And if there are topics you would like for us to address on future episodes, or if you would like to be a guest or recommend a guest for the NCLA podcast, please reach out to me at info at ncla-cte.org. And thanks again, Michael. Thank you, Rachel, for allowing me to participate and being my uh, mentor in the ACTE program. I'm learning a lot from you and please continue to advocate and become the voice of the uh, career tech ed educators throughout the country. It's certainly appreciated. It's an honor. Thank you.